I'm Miss Emily, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. Um, on our podcast, or my podcast, I guess, um, we're going to talk about all the things that we lose in life and how we can take those losses and turn them into really living, finding the life that you really should be living. Um, and that's hard, especially when you are faced with death or loss of your health or a major diagnosis or a divorce or anything. There's so many things we we lose and we grieve. So on this podcast, we are going to talk about all the things so that we can heal and move forward together. Life is worth living and that's what we should do. So on today's podcast, I just want to give you a little bit of background about me. I am a mom and a teacher and a writer and a wife and all the other and, 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 ands. Um, I like to do several different things, but um, I just felt like the Lord was leading me to a podcast. And so here we are. It's not going to be great, but... I hope that, if anything, the stories that um, are told and the things that come out on my broadcast will help someone out there to find what they need to keep going, because that's hard. It's hard to do that sometimes. I get it. So I want to make sure that whatever we do here... um, lifts you up and that you leave happy and feeling like, okay, I might can do this and I'm not totally by myself. Um, uh, Eight years ago, I lost my first husband. Um, We were working out one Sunday afternoon after church and in about 30 minutes, he had a massive heart attack and he was gone. And so that experience just rocked my world, to say the least. I Spent three months sitting in a chair after he died and didn't really know how to move forward. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do. There there was just no doing left in me at the time. But I had two little girls and they needed me and my family needed me. And so um, I found I found a way. But it wasn't easy, and it's been a long journey um, through that. But I'm proud to say that today I'm happily remarried and have a wonderful family, and we have managed to overcome so many things that come with losing a parent, losing a spouse, um, marrying somebody new, a step family situation, um, all the things that that brings about. And um, so we've learned a lot over the last eight years. And when I look back over it and I think, would Greg be happy with where we are? I can, I can say, yeah, I think he would be happy. I think he would, he would be like, okay, you found your feet. Now go, keep going. Don't quit. So um, that's just a little bit about me as far as my grief journey. Um, the other major battle that I have fought in um, 
during the pandemic, um, I was diagnosed with COVID and spent some time in the hospital. Really, really went through a hard time with that. Um, had a long recovery process after the initial, um, my initial diagnosis and hospital stay and all that. And if you fast forward from October of 2020, um, to March of 2023, I still felt horrible. And if you've ever had COVID or you had any kind of, um, known anybody who had COVID, some people came through it fine. Some people had a really tough time. And I was one of those who had a really, really hard time and had reached just kind of to a point where I felt like I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to feel better. I'm never going to be better. This is all I've got. I, it takes all the energy I have just to stand up some days. I literally set an alarm on my on my phone to remind me to stand up some days. And that's horrible, but that's where I was. Um, I didn't have the energy to do anything. Anything that I did do um, took the wind out of my sails. So by Friday afternoon, um, after working all week, if I was able to work all week, some weeks I wasn't, but if I worked all week by Friday afternoon, I was done, completely done. I would come in and take a shower. Sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't, most of the times I would, but get get on my pajamas, lay down in my chair, lay down on the couch, lay down in the bed, and that's where I would stay until Monday morning. And I, there was no amount of any kind of pushing or making me get up or move or do that. I, I just didn't have it. My body was so starved for um, oxygen that anything I did was just hard. Um, also, during the, this process, I uh, lost my hair. And when I tell you I lost my hair, I lost like about 80% of my hair. And it is finally coming back. It had started to grow, and then it was just... It's been it's been horrible, <laughs> my whole hair situation. <laughs> and if you're a woman, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like your hair is kind of, you know, you want to be proud of your hair. Well, my hair has not been something I've been proud of, I can tell you. <laughs> I'm thankful to have it, but it would be a whole lot better if it was, um, yeah, if it could be tamed. But it's starting to come back. And so if you see me and you see all these like hair, like little hairs just sticking out all over my head, you know, hey, we're just trying to roll with it. <laughs> it is what it is. And maybe one day it'll be back to my hair. But um, I've always had natural curly hair. And so this hair that's coming back in is somewhat curly, but it isn't the same texture. It is not the same as what I had before I had COVID. So um, anyway, it's just a mystery of what we're going to, what we're going to get. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, with, um, uh, with all I've been through with my long COVID journey, um, I went to doctor after doctor after doctor, my family doctor, um, God love him. He, he tried to help and everything just came back like nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. I mean, 
you're fine. You know, you're, you've had COVID and you've got lung damage and you're just, you're fine. You're gonna, you're just gonna have to be okay. And I knew that I was not okay. Like I knew it was not normal to not ever feel good. And I knew it wasn't normal to have to make myself stand up during the day. Like I am a very active person by nature. Like I've always, always been go, 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 go. So this has set me back almost as bad as when Greg died. Like I would say this probably as far as physical toll took way more out of me than sitting in a chair for three months. Like once I got out of the chair, I was gone. Like I was going, going, going and I could handle things. This has not been the same thing. Um, so anyway, in March of 2023, I was at church one Sunday and we were having an eating after, after church and, um, Dale, the guy that I go to church with said, Hey, have you listened to that Rick and Bubba pop podcast? And I said, no, I mean, I haven't because at the time I had not listened to any podcast, um, and so he said, well, he said, uh, I was listening to it the other day and, uh, they were, they had this doctor on there and they were, he was talking about long COVID and, and all the stuff that he's doing and everything they were saying made me think of you. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, he said, it was kind of crazy. Like they found, you know, they got a lot of new research or something. I, I don't know. So I said, well, I'm going to check that out. And so I did. I came home and I think it was actually the next morning when I listened to that Rick and Bubba podcast. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> they are talking about me. Like that's he, he is describing me to a T. And that was the first time in three years that I felt hurt or felt like somebody actually knew what I was talking about because nobody else that I knew did. <laughs> um, not my family, not my friends. Everybody knew something was wrong with me. It, it didn't take a genius to be around me two minutes to know I could not breathe. It was bad. <laughs> My, my boss at school, who is also a friend, I walked into a meeting one day shortly before this, and she almost stopped the meeting. She said, I was so worried about you <laughs> because, I mean, I really didn't know if I was going to make it. I thought I was going to have a heart attack because I was so, I, I just, if I hurried to get somewhere, I couldn't breathe. And that's, that's, that's hard. So. Anyway, I listened to that podcast and heard them talking about all the things that I had been through, and I thought, hmm, I'm going to call this joker up and see if I can find out <laughs> how I can get an appointment. And I just figured, you know, I didn't know anything about them at all at the time, and so I called the number, and... um and I told the girl, I said, I really don't know how to ask for this appointment, but I heard about Dr. Vaughn on Rick and Bubba, and he everything he said describes me. So how can I get an appointment? Do I need a referral? Do I have to have a whatever? And she said, no, ma'am. 
She said, what day did, would you like to come? And I said, what? You can see me like now, soon? And she said, well, I can see you today. Can you be here? And I said, well, I live um, two hours away. I said, so today probably wouldn't be a good good idea. I said, but I could come one day this week because it was our spring break from school. And so she said, well, come Thursday. And I said, yes, ma'am, I will be there. And so I went and... um Dr. Vaughn at the time was like he had been on Rick and Bubba and then he was starting to he was starting to get recognized um, like everywhere in the medical community for what he was finding. And so um, I actually saw his nurse practitioner, Katie, who, oh, oh, love, love Katie. Um, She's just been fantastic. So anyway, I told Katie, actually, I broke down because (laughs) when I walked in and like did the initial before I ever even met Katie, um, the lady, the nurse came in and she took like, I don't know, seven tubes of blood maybe. And I was like, whoa, they are on top of it. Like, (laughs) I don't know what else happening and I don't even care because I have already been to all these doctor's appointments and nobody can help me. And so I, I don't know what to do. Anyway, she took all the blood, and then Katie came bouncing in with her sweet little self, and she said, so tell me what you've been through. Tell me your story. And so I told her, like, briefly, you know, I can't breathe. Anything that I do is is takes a lot of energy. It wipes me out. I said, you know, I was in the hospital, I came home and I got better, but I never really got better. Like I was able to do things, but I have never gotten back to my pre-COVID self. And like anything I do, I've been to pulmonologist, I've been to cardiologist, I've been to my family doctor probably a hundred times. I said, I just can't feel better. I just can't figure out what is why I cannot feel better. And she said, we can help you. And when she said, we can help you, I just broke down in tears because I thought, I mean, you think you're crazy. Like in your mind, you really feel like I must be going crazy. And I am the laziest person on the face of this planet. And all I care about doing is laying down. And I don't, I don't care if the dishes are running over. And I don't care if the laundry's piled up. And I don't care that everybody in my family is going to do something and I'm not going with them. I don't care. All I can do is lay here and just try to be as still as possible. I can't talk. I can't have a conversation. I can't do anything because I don't feel good. And so when she said, we can help you, I, I just, I don't know. It was one of those moments where you're just like, thank you, God, for putting the right people in my path. And so um, I started on a program in March of 2023. That day, she, I got my prescriptions filled in the pharmacy at the um, office. So I had those with me and I started taking um, all the different prescriptions and stuff. And I did like a, I don't know, just a beginning cycle, I guess you would say, until my blood work came back to see if I had a, um, a genetic marker 
um, that they were testing for. And then they were also going to measure the clots um, because apparently what happens when you get COVID is the fibrin clot, the fibrin in your system, your body naturally makes the fibrin, but it... um, COVID makes it get thick, I guess would be the best way to put it. And it forms these clots and they build in your system. And she said the way she described it was like you've had a whole like 18 wheeler full of bad stuff thrown into your system and there's nobody at the warehouse to do anything with it. And so your body is just holding on to these clots and they're just filling up all over. And so that is what had happened like on my um, x-rays you could see like my lungs were had white patches all in them and she was like oh yeah I mean before I even had the CT or anything she saw those x-rays and said oh yeah I can um yes <laughs> we can we can help you and so what I thought was just lung damage from COVID actually turned out to be fibrin clots that had filled my whole all my lungs, all the bottom of my lungs, all over, like all over my body. Um, and so they, Dr. Vaughn had come up with a um, way to measure the clots and looking, you know, to see um, if you were genetically predisposed to this or anyway, there, there's so many medical ways to explain it that is so above my head it's way above my pay grade all I know is I have clots in my blood and we had to clean them out because my body couldn't do it on its own so I started that regimen and she called me uh, no actually I went to my next appointment and when I went to my next appointment they had measured the clots and looked at all the blood work and we went all over everything and um, she said this is measured a one through four she said but you would really be a five or more <laughs> if we had a five that's where you would be with the number of clots in your system so I was like well okay so there again when she told me that I just started bawling again because it was just like finally I had a reason I had a re I had something tangible to say there is something wrong with me, you know, and it may not be a typical, you know, something, but it, it's something. So we started um, anticoagulant. I can't say that very well, but anyway, uh, anticoagulant therapy where I started on three different blood thinners and a variety of different supplements. and. I, since I started that in April, by August, I could breathe again. And when I tell you I could breathe again, like I changed positions at work and I went from like an office position to the PE coach, <laughs> which is laughable at this point because like last year I couldn't have done, I, there's no way I could have done my job, but this year, I'm just like, thank you, God, for giving me this position, but also for giving me my health back because I could not have done this um, prior to going through all the treatments and stuff. So anyway, um, going through losing my health 
because I've always been a healthy person. I've always worked out. I've always had pretty good, you know, clean bill of health um, to being a complete couch potato who gained 50 pounds, <laughs> which is never going to come off, I feel like. Um, but I mean, I am losing some weight, but I'm active. I'm able to be active. Um, and now I just feel good. Like I feel good every day. So I have my life back. I'm getting my life back every single day. So it's been a process. Um, and through that process, I have learned so many things. But one of them, I think the biggest one is that I have to be patient with myself and I've never, I have never been patient with myself. And looking back, I can see where the Lord has tried to make me patient over the years in many different scenarios. And so I think he finally thought if I can't get her to do it, (laughs) I'm just going to stop her in her tracks. And that's exactly what he did. So he got my attention and now I realize I have to pace myself and have to be patient with myself. And I can't do everything that I always have done um, physically yet. I'm getting there. Every day I get stronger and every day something gets better. But it's still a work in progress. I'm not finished for sure. But um, I think with the grief of losing a spouse and then... The grief that comes with losing your health, that is something that those two things combined really did a number on me, on my confidence, on my um, the way I look at things, the way I, I process things. Everything is different. And so um, now I'm just done with stress. Uh, if it's stressful, I can 100% guarantee you I'm not going to stick around for it. Like, I don't do drama. I don't do... Um, stressful situations that are just never ending like I I don't have time for that you know I am I am way past that (laughs) um and I am just happy to be alive every day I'm happy to have a home to come to. I am thankful that I have a family. I am so proud of where my girls are compared to where they could have been. Um, They are not victims of their circumstances, which would have been so easy to make them into. Um, The hard road was the one we took, and, um, and it has benefited us. So if if I can give you any advice, if you're struggling with any kind of grief at all, don't become the victim. Um, that victim mindset, just get rid of it. Uh, throw it out because it's not worth it. It's not worth, it's not worth what it takes from you to be the victim. Um, you can be strong. You can make it. You can do the hard things. Even when you think you can't. And um, so anyway, I know that's rambling, but I just feel like somebody somewhere needs to know you can do it. You don't have to be the victim. 
You do not have to make your children the victim, no matter what your situation is. Even if you are a victim in the literal sense, you do not have to carry that with you for the rest of your life. So um, now that I have reached this point where I can breathe again and I can talk again, then I feel like God is just telling me you need to help people and you need to do do for other people. And so that's what I try to do. I fail so miserably. I try, but I still fail. Um, one of the biggest things that that I'm really, I feel like the devil's fighting me on it right now is my memory. <laughs> I try to remember things like names are specific um details or remember to put something in my car that I'm going to need the next day or remember just any any little thing memory is just very difficult but that has been affected through my long COVID process um it turns out you know lack of oxygen does a lot of things to your body uh and the hair like my hair growing back right now is because I've got oxygen in those little capillaries where I didn't have it before isn't that crazy I just think that's crazy (laughs) so anyway I've just learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about life and I've learned a lot about the Lord and what He expects from us. And so I just want to be a willing servant for Him, and I want to be there for other people. And I don't want to be the only one talking on here, so don't think for one second I'm just going to be over here talking all the time by myself because I'm not. (laughs) But I thought you should hear a little bit about me and what my story, what I've been through a little bit. And I hope as we go forward to interview lots of different people, I want to hear other people's stories too, because that's how I grow. I am fascinated by life and what people are able to overcome and how they overcome it and where they found that strength. And so anyway, I'm going to have a lot of different uh, guests. I've already lined up some really good ones. Um, Our next podcast will be um, from a secret location, but it will be, I guess, that if you know me, then you know this person was crucial in helping me get to where I am now, and she just makes me happy. And then she has someone with her that makes her happy, and he makes us all happy. So anyway, I have a surprise coming up later. So my next podcast will be live from a a faraway location from where I am right now. But um, I hope that it will be fun and that you will enjoy it. So have a good day, and I will talk to you later. Bye, guys.